A musical adventure. New artists, new musicians, and everyone involved in the world of music. Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J Rod Concerts the Podcast with your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Let's find out what we have this episode. J-Rod Concerts Family, hello, hi, how are ya? Jamie Rodriguez here, your host of J-Rod Concerts, the podcast is in every episode, and welcome to the month of June. A great month, not only because it's the unofficial start of summer, but for us at J-Rod Concerts Media, it really, really, really goes into overdrive, our festival coverage, so... We hope you guys join us <clears throat> in the coming weeks. We are going to be um, doing everything from Bonnaroo to CMA Fest here in Nashville. We're going to be in Wisconsin. We are going to be um, in places around the country the next couple months. So join us. There's going to be a lot of great content coming your way. More on jrodconcertsmedia.com. Now, on to today's guest, ladies and gentlemen. What a talent she is. We first ran into her a, f- a few months ago at an event here in Nashville, and her talent just blew everyone away, and her charisma. Haley Mae Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. She is from New York, raised in South Carolina, and she's been kicking butt and taking names in Nashville for a minute now. And, um, you know, she had a TikTok viral hit that has almost 60 million views, but she is just wonderfully talented, and she's rocking CMA Fest in the coming week, and she is very in demand, so make sure you check her out. So what, what, what do you say? We just, you know, go straight to it. Haley McCampbell on J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Hello, how are you? There she is. Look at you. <laughs> Haley McCampbell. Great to see you again. You just look so cool in every presentation, you know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank like you. Like stage ready, casual ready, trucker hat ready. You just, you know, look at that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. By the way, Haley, I mean, stoked to have you, first of all. For my audience that doesn't know you, rising Nashville star and beyond. But I have to ask you, you know, last time I saw you, you were going to embark on a honeymoon. How was that? How's married life? Where did you go? How was it? It was fantastic, yes. Um, yeah, That's right. That, that was right before all the craziness went down. Um, but yeah, we, we had a beautiful, you know, ceremony here in Nashville. And then we went away for a week um, to one of my favorite places in the world, Playa de Carmen, Mexico, which is just a little bit south of Cancun. So really got to relax, unplug, you know, do all that good stuff. And um, yeah, it was uh, it was just a great getaway. And um, it's been such an exciting time, both professionally and personally for me. So I'm just just trying to keep up with it all. You know, you've been like working like nonstop forever, Haley. Like, was this honeymoon? <laughs> was this not like? Did I you really like disconnect? It. Did you like really disconnect, or or is it like you're there and you're like writing a song and you're like, wait, honey, wait, like breakfast can wait. I have a lyric in my head. You know what I mean? Can you? No, you... I. I think for the first time, maybe in my life, like really did disconnect. Um, save for a few moments here and there of, you know, urgent urgent matters. Uh, always one thing or another, but. You know, we we were very intentional about like leaving our phones, you know, away in the room and and just spending time together. Um, so yeah, I can definitely say for like maybe the first time ever, I, I actually was able to unplug for 
a good 75% of that trip. So it was beautiful. Love to hear it. Love to hear it, Haley. And, you know, we've been so into your music the last week or so. I mean, singles like Over Being Over, of course, and Never Not a Good Time, you know, just boppers. But I got to tell you, Haley, you know, getting to connect with, like, the stuff from Haley May and the hardware, your old band, like, that was awesome. That was a treat and a delight, you know, for many reasons. Like, first of all, you know, what do you remember from that, like, from that era? Like, do you look at it fondly? I do. Um, that was just my first foray into having my own band um, and kind of, you know, being in charge of that in a way that I hadn't before. Up until that point, I had really just been, um, you know, fronting a cover band in my hometown of Charleston and, you know, playing acoustic gig. Um, so that really was uh, my first time, like I said, having my own band and, and playing my own original music out and around Charleston. And we eventually did go on like a, a two week tour of the East coast, right. When I graduated right. high school. And I, I do, I look at those memories very fondly. Um, we played some very interesting venues. But that is, that is so, so great. Haley. Like even when you were like in junior year and senior year of high school, like you were like doing fundraisers for your tour, you were like just making it. Yeah. And like in your story arc, we found that like, yeah, like, you know, if Haley wants to do something, she's going to put her focus and it's going to happen. Like, that's a quality you have, right? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I think part of it just comes from, you know, just being so sure at such a young age that this is what I wanted to do and and really not ever considering any other options, um, honestly. So I've always just kind of pushed forward with everything I have and, and I appreciate that so much. Thank yeah. You. No, it's true. But that, like you said, you know, you grew up in Charleston, you're from New York, and you always knew what you wanted to do, Haley. But, you know, coming to Nashville, you, you were coming as a visitor from an early age. But when you actually moved here, how was it that first time, Haley? And what I mean is, like, when you move and now it's like, okay, Haley, now you have to go and, like, make an album. You have to go and really record. Did yes. you ever feel like, how am I going to pull this off? Like, that's the trick, right? Did you ever have, like, those, like, doubts when you first moved in here? Um, I wouldn't call them doubt so much as just kind of figuring out that path. Um, I definitely, you know, I remember moving here and I sat on my like empty kitchen floor and I was like, holy shit, was I got here. Like there's really no going back now. Um, uh, I mean, for me, I, I just knew from those first early trips, I knew that I needed to be in Nashville and honestly getting there finally just felt like such a relief in a weird way. Um, I knew that the work was really just about to begin, but I, I just felt like in a weird way that that was, that was the biggest hurdle I'd had to overcome that, that far, you know, just convincing my parents to get on board and, you know, eventually leading to them just being over the moon for me and really supportive. Um, but, you know, when you're a 16-year-old kid and you're like, hey, mom, I think I'm going to move to Nashville instead of going to college, you know, yeah. the alarms kind of start going off a little bit. But they they were just so supportive and, and helped me move. Um, so I think once I got to Nashville, it was more of just like, okay, how am I going to do this? Um, so I just started with the connections that I had from Charleston. Um, I knew a couple people in town and just kind of grew my network from there. I remember... I was only 19 when I moved, so I couldn't go almost anywhere. I couldn't go to Whiskey Jam. You know, I couldn't go to all these networking staples. I, I spent a lot of my time 
around like the Belmont showcases, things like that, as well as our, our old favorite um, watering hole, Belcourt Taps, which is uh, uh, sadly no longer. But uh, that was a huge, huge staple. Um, I know for so many others, as well as myself, I, I spent so much time there um, meeting other writers and networking uh, when I was underage. So yeah, yeah I, I think it was just a matter of... Um, trying not to look too far ahead and just each day saying, okay, what am I going to do today? That's going to further this dream and this goal. I love it. I love it, Haley. Um, and by the way, were you like a super popular girl in high school? Because first of no. all, because first of all, you look cool and that makes you popular. But also <laughs> when you're 15 and you're going to high school, don't the other kids also go like, Hey, she can sing and, and, and she's got drive. Like, I think she's going places. Don't they get blown out with that? Um, Honestly, I don't know. I, I think, there was just so much else going on. I, I think that the thing that was really popular in my high school, and I think in a lot of high schools, was sports, right? Like, that's always a huge thing. And that was not not my path. Um, I actually was on the, the cheerleading squad, but that was because it was pretty much the lowest commitment, um, <laughs> lowest commitment extracurricular that I could do. And also, you know, you get to wear your uniform on, on game days, so sure. you wear a cute outfit. Um, I was really, I was really about not wearing the dress code. So that was pretty much the motivation there. But I had a really, really solid, um, I have two best friends from high school that we had like our own, you know, tiny lunch table. And we, uh, we were all very musical. So we kind of like shared that passion together. Um, whether it was songwriting itself, or just, you know, loving music and loving country music, especially. So I learned a lot from them because they had grown up listening to country and I hadn't. So um, yeah, I mean, as far as popular I, I wouldn't go that far for sure I'm um but i definitely I, I was grateful to have such great friends and and i definitely had a great high school high school experience for the two years two short years that i was there i i did right. love it i love it and i'll look at you well you know pivoting a little bit to now Haley. i mean you know there's so many songs that we can talk about but i want to talk about never being in love because obviously you know it's earned its place like as a milestone and it's one of those songs that like like a couple of weeks ago, our music biz conference was here in Nashville at the JW, and people talk about the TikTok songs and and like they, yeah. you know, your song is always like one of those examples of like songs that like just became like a massive global hit on TikTok. I mean, I think it's got almost sixty million like views. That whole thing now, yeah. uh, if you did the number one on like the country iTunes charts, I mean, it's and it's a great song. But I guess Thank the question, you. Haley, is, you know, when did you realize? What was the moment where you're like? this song is blowing up. This is like a thing. Like how did you yeah. like light bulb thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, it came pretty shortly after posting that video on TikTok, you know? Um, I remember like the day I posted it, I had um, like an acoustic three hour gig in town and I was just downtown playing covers. And I remember I had opened up the, the TikTok app to like check on the video and, it literally had like one like I was like screw this like this app is so crazy like I I was just like this is this is such a you know moving video and I it just serves the song so well it's such a great story and I was like man if this isn't it then nothing is um and then I was like so frustrated I just like deleted the app I was like I gotta take a break and I went to my gig and my best friend texted me while I was playing and she was like oh my god Haley you're TikTok and I was just like yeah I know it's you know, we tried. Um, and she's like, no, it's like, it's, 
not flopping. And I was like, you're kidding me. Like, what do you mean? She's like, well, it has like 5,000 views. So I opened up the app and I'm like, oh my God, it didn't totally like flop. That's amazing. And then um, after that, the next day I woke up and it had like 300,000 views. And I was like, oh my God, like that was, that would have been like more than plenty right. um, for me. I was just so excited. And the comments were all so sweet and positive and excited about the song, which obviously is always the goal, right? To to get people excited about the music. Um, so just yeah. watching that snowball um, into what ultimately, you know, racked up to about 9 million views on TikTok was just like the most wild. I think it happened over the course of like three weeks, basically, yeah. you know, it's just like a rocket ship to the moon. And then it kind of chooses its place and it, 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 it stopped after a while. But that was the craziest three weeks. And, um, you know, just seeing the excitement about the song, of course, I had the pre-save link going um, right after it started to be in traction. So just getting to watch that real time, like translation of people commenting and seeing the video to pre-saving the song and and, you know, what turned into pre-ordering on iTunes and all that. It was that was a huge um, just surreal moment for sure to something that you dream about. I mean, especially in that time, that was that was like the dream was just to have a viral song on TikTok. So it was really, really exciting. And I literally remember it like it was yesterday. <laughs> what a ride. And it's a great song, Haley. But like, don't you think Thank to yourself, you. like, why that one? Like, why not smoke it? Why not don't have to drink? You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like a roulette, isn't it? It is. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, people, especially now, are are so creative and so much thought and you know, effort goes into how to present songs on social media in a way that makes them the most relatable, right? Um, so I think really that song just had the perfect story. You know, you have basically a 60-second Hallmark movie, I like to call it, in that video. It's just something that people can can attach to and relate to and root for. I think people want something to root for. Um and, you know, now fast forward a few years and, and the two of us are married. So I think we're really, we're really have a lot of people rooting for us. And it just made that song so special. And um, yeah, I think that was really, really the, just the magic of that, of that song. And that video was just the, the excitement around the story. I love it, Haley. And you're being so good with your time. And I think you're going to play a song for us, but let me ask you this. You know, I, I first met you, um, you know, I was there with one of my best friends, Maggie Rose, at the song Suffragettes. Yes. I think it was like the 10th anniversary show or something. And you left people like gobsmacked as you do. But, but, but I said, you know, I'm gonna, you know, the mission of that show is, you know, like women equality in music and, you know, what is, what is your experience right now with kind of like female country representation in, in, in radio? I know it's like a hot potato, but you know, like how do, where do you think we are? Are we making progress? Like what is like your honest take on this? Well, I think Lainey Wilson just had, the fastest back-to-back -back number ones on country radio by a female artist um so that is ex extremely exciting she's a friend of the show friend of the suffragettes and i mean i think that you know everything is so cyclical in the music industry like we're always looking for what's the next trend and what's the next this but i think we're in a really exciting time now i mean in my personal day-to-day -day life radio is not a part of that equation yet um but I, I love to pay attention to what's going on and the kind of trends because obviously, you know, you look at the stars of the 90s, right? I mean, early 2000s even, it's, it's all women. I mean, right. I think it's 
I, I think Casey Musgrave's manager said it best. I, I heard him say that, you know, women might be harder to break as artists, but they're so much more like there's so much more potential for crossover and worldwide reach and relatability. I think that, you know, women in country music, especially just have an honesty about them. And, you know, depending on what's going on in the world, there's always going to be trends that are changing. But I think we're in a really good time right now. And I, I love to see you know, newcomers on the radio, like, I mean, Lainey, I wouldn't even call her a newcomer at this point, but in the grand scheme of the radio game, I, I guess she is. And, you know, I think to see people like that breaking through and, and breaking those records and, um, you know, standing up for women in country, it's only good things happening. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, a good song is a good song and the good songs are always going to win. I agree. And we're super proud of, uh, of Lainey, good friend of, of our show. And, yeah. You know, we're so thrilled to have you. Hopefully, you follow her path and continue to rock as you do. Thank you for your time. You're awesome. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'd love to play you a song. Hell yeah. That'll be your honor. I figured I, figured I should probably just play this one that we've been talking about. It's the look on your face when you look at me. Makes my heart skip a beat, damn it's good to be yours So good to be yours It's the way that you talk when you speak to me Just the thought of your voice, boy, it's keeping me up 
You have been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in.